Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Taylor Rapp, former Washington Husky defensive back, and you are tuned in to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to episode 15 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Charles Hammaker, here with uh, a little giveaway uh, to begin this episode. Uh, I've got about uh, nine items here and nine winners. So the details for that, just so, you know, just to get it out of the way, there will be nine winners. Um, and if we don't have enough uh, people to, that participate, I'll just uh, carry it over and do it again. Uh, well, uh, carry over the items and do it again. Uh, there are six Ichiro Suzuki Seattle Mariner bobbleheads, one Edgar Martinez bobblehead, and two Pop Chart MLB Ballpark uh, scratch off charts. I will have pictures of those uploaded. Um, so just go and check those out in, in case you do not know what those look like. Um, and the rules for that will be that you must be following at least two of these accounts, the Twitter account for the, uh, podcast, the Instagram account for the podcast, the, uh, Spotify, uh, podcast, you know, uh, following it on Spotify. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Or the Facebook page that I have just uh, created for it, just so, you know, people on Facebook. And the other rule must be that you at least have to repost uh, one of these following things. Uh, repost the uh, the post on Instagram, on your Instagram story, retweet it on Twitter, or share on Facebook. And I will have links to all of these um, on the respective social media accounts. So, you know, just uh, if you need, if you have trouble finding those, just uh, go to the main uh, post that you saw this from, and then it should be a lot easier from there. But, yeah, that is the giveaway. There are nine winners. I will announce the winner on uh, next Monday for the next uh, – during the next episode, and I will reach out from there uh, about shipping and stuff, such. And, uh, yeah, let's get right into episode 15. Oh, pardon me. Heading straight into Seattle Seahawks offseason news. John Schneider, general manager of the Seattle Seahawks, recently had an interview and stated the following that the team was not good at drafting early, implied that was one of the reasons that the team traded for Adams with those two first round draft picks. Um, and also another factor into that trade was due to the lack of tape on prospects coming out of the draft this year. And it also he also claimed that Seattle was not, quote unquote, not done. Uh, that could be in relation to a potential signing of uh, Mr. Jadavion Clowney. That's speculation for me. Don't you know? Don't take my word for it. That's going to happen. Uh, the team recently cut linebacker Emmanuel Ellerby, so that drops the uh, team roster down to 78 out of the required 80. Uh, 80 dead. Uh, dead 80 uh, threshold uh, for the pandemic rosters. Which is certainly interesting to see the two two spots. Um, certainly, you know, add a little speculation at potentially adding a defensive end or a pass rusher there. Uh, and Jamal Adams had a press conference with the Seattle media uh, this past week uh, with a bunch of quotable moments, uh, stating that his plan is to retire here in Seattle, which is certainly a bold statement, uh, considering, you know, you just get traded to a team and you want to retire here. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. He also said that when I got the call that I that he was traded, uh, I broke down in tears of joy. I felt Seattle was a first-class organization from top to bottom, and I know Seattle is definitely the spot for me uh, in regards to when he requested a trade. He stated that, 
he had looked at all those places and seen how things had been worked here. Things work here in Seattle and sort of had Seattle as a top tier spot. He's got two years left on his deal. Uh, that uh, other one of those years uh, is the fifth year option that comes with being a first round pick. And it's certainly uh, it's certainly interesting to hear Jamal Adams speak and say that he wants to retire here. Obviously, that would be something. It would be pretty nice to have an all pro safety like Adams, guy that can get down in the box and rush the passer, passer uh, disrupt run plays, as well as being out in the back end and being a top tier defender and through the air. Um, but you know, the NFL is a business, so uh, we'll see how that unfolds. Obviously, um, I'd like to have that happen, but. Uh, he stated that in regards to contract, that he'd uh, let that play out. And when those things come, they'll be taken care of. They'll take care of themselves, which I, I, I like hearing that. Uh, you know, it seems like he's not rushing to a deal or he's not demanding money immediately. Uh, so just, just to hear uh, an all-pro player and probably the best safety in the league and top player in general in the league say that, say, you know, such good things about the organization, kind of speaks to what different players around the league think about Seattle and what Coach Pete Carroll and General Manager John Snyder have going on here uh, with this program. Uh, and in other news, players have begun to report to the VMAC. Uh, they have not taken uh, pictures yet, which is not – I see, have seen other teams around the league are taking pictures with their players, uh, but the Seahawks have not done that yet. Going into Seattle Mariners news, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, the team currently six sits at 4-6. and six. Uh, lost to the Angels 10 to 2 uh, in their game, uh, one 10 to 7, and then one 8 to 5, winning the series. Kyle Lewis, uh, ooh, ooh, pardon me, I overstepped myself there. Jose Marmaleos hit his first home run uh, with a three on shot in the first inning in that loss. The Manners then, after the Angels, hit a 10 game homestand that started Friday. Taiwan Walker. Pitched in that home opener with a uh, Mariners winning five to three. Taiwan pitching seven innings, not allowing any runs and striking out eight. The second game they lost to the A's three to two in extra innings in the tenth inning. Uh, with that new uh, extra innings rule, where a uh, runner is placed on second base, Yusei Kikuchi pitched six innings, allowed zero runs and struck out nine, uh, and then a loss to the A's on Sunday. 3-2, to two, Kyle Lewis homered. Uh, it's kind of a common theme with these games is you're getting good quality uh, starts out of the pitchers. Uh, Kendall Graven pitched on Sunday, and uh, Kendall Graveman, pardon me, uh, suffered an injury, so we're waiting for x-rays back on that. But common inj- uh, common common theme is sort of the struggle in the bullpen. You know, you're getting good, out, good uh, innings out of the pitchers that start and kind of seeing the trend of giving up runs with relief. Kyle Lewis has been a bright spot through the beginning of this year, uh, currently batting at a 425 average within a, ooh, pardon me, 10 game hitting streak, which is, you know, pretty impressive as it gets. Uh, in batting numbers, the team batting average leader is Kyle Lewis with 425, which is third in the MLB. Kyle Lewis also leads the team in home runs with three. Uh, Kyle Seeger leads the team in RBIs with 10. On base percentage, Kyle Lewis leads with 0.477, and in hits, Kyle Lewis leads with 17, which is also the MLB hit lead, which is uh, you know, kind of a theme there with all Kyles. Just kind of to give, wanted to give an overview uh, as to what's going on, just because some of those numbers 
are pretty impressive. Kyle Seager is actually fifth in the league in RBIs. So, you know, some Mariners doing well in the hitting categories there, some not. Uh, so on Monday, which will be the day that this releases, uh, the, the Athletics' Frankie Montes will go up against Justice Sheffield for the Mariners at 6.10 p.m. And the schedule for the rest of the week is uh, versus the Anaheim Angels at home Tuesday through Thursday versus the Colorado Rockies Friday through Saturday. And then at Texas, the Texas Rangers next Monday. Uh, the commissioner of the Major League Baseball uh, League Oh, I'm so dumb. Major League Baseball, pardon me. Commissioner Manfred tells uh, the Major League Players Association that the league could potentially shut down for the 2020 season if there were more issues uh, with breakouts. Obviously, uh, if you've been following the MLB, there have been breakouts with the Miami Marlins uh, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, There have been some issues with reports that players from the Marlins went out to bars. uh, And there was more testing today on Sunday. Uh, that revealed that there were more tests coming back positive for the St. Louis Cardinals. So obviously some bad stuff going on there, people not following guidelines. Uh, And it was also told the networks that broadcast these games to prepare alternate programming next week in the case of a shutdown. Uh, But Commissioner Manfred also stated that he is, quote-unquote, not a quitter and that he he thinks that the league will be fine, that just people need to uh, get their stuff together. It's it's uh, interesting to see that, you know, you've got you're a professional baseball player, and you know your job is to follow these guidelines in this pandemic, not go out and you know do anything that would put yourself in exposure or your teammates, and just you know play this play the sport that you know you're here for, do your job effectively, um, and you can't do that. It's it's a little frustrating, you know, considering that. It's it's just kind of pretty easily laid out, you know. Go to the team hotel, practice, you know, go to the stadium for games. I it's you know, the MLB struggling seems to be the first kind of league to struggling with that with their season going on. The NBA and the WNBA have not seen positive tests uh, in their bubbles as well as the MLS. So you know, it's uh it's a little frustrating to see that. Jumping into a small Sounders. News there in the last week, they lost to LAFC 4-1 in the MLS's back tournament. Uh, Will Bruin scores after being gone from the team for quite some time and is returning from injury. Uh, LAFC had 23 shots compared to 8 for the Seattle Sounders. Oh, pardon me, 8 on goal for the Sounders. Uh, Just, you know, it could have been a a lot worse of a score. Um, But, you know, it's... uh, it's not the end of the world at the end of the day. Um, and the team returns to Seattle. So, you know, get, go home and get healthy, prepare for a regular season when that is. And in regards to that, the MLS is supposed to formally announce general plans about resuming regular season play in home markets later this summer. Uh, details to come within the following weeks. So, you know, that'll get, be interesting to get into just to see what the MLS plans on doing. The MLS's back tournament was obviously its own little bubble, but uh, they, if they plan to return to in-home markets, that could be more of an issue, uh, you know, and seeing what the MLB is struggling with, as I just mentioned. So, you know, we'll see how that goes, and hopefully the MLS uh, gets a good gets some good guidelines out and they actually plan for this as opposed to uh, some of the MLB teams. In Seattle Storm news, 
the team beat the Minnesota Lynx 90 to 66. Brianna Stewart had 18 points and 10 rebounds. The team forced Minnesota to 22 turnovers. They also blew out Minnesota despite losing the rebound battle 38 to 24. After that game, Seattle advanced to 2 and 0 as at the top of the Western Conference standings. They lost to the Washington Mystics 89 to 71. Uh, Brianna Stewart had 15 points, 10 rebounds. Sam Whitcomb had 11 off of the bench. The team shot 39% from the field and a poor 20% from the three-point line. Four of the five starters for the Mystics had double digit points with the fifth starter having nine, which, you know, basically double digits. Uh, Washington shot 43% from the field and 46% from three. This was a game that Seattle really just kind of struggled with. Wasn't really shooting too well. Couldn't defend. Uh, just, you know, kind of a tough game. Uh, which there will be, obviously, in a pandemic. Uh, and when your season stops, you know, I'm sure within the starting games, you'll have some rust. Uh, Seattle trailed for a decent amount for most of the game. Uh, they advanced to 2-0, 2-1, pardon me, on the season. Uh, and then the next game uh, versus the LA Sparks, they won, despite not having Sue Bird due to rest, 81-75. to Advanced to three and one, and still atop the Western Conference standings. Brianna Stewart had twenty one uh, twenty one points, nine rebounds, five assists, and four steals. A pretty pretty solid game there from the uh, reigning MVP. The team never trailed in the game. Jewel Lloyd had seventeen points. Jordan Canada, who stepped in at point guard for Sue Bird, had sixteen. Rookie Ezzy Magbagor had twelve points, uh, a career high for her. So good to see. Um, it was, uh, this was kind of a good game, kind of a good bounce back game after the Mystics. Uh, it was kind of difficult seeing that game on that game against the Mystics, but they really bounced back against a good team in LA, which has, you know, the likes of George, uh, Can- uh Candace Parker, as well as a few former uh, league MVPs. So, you know, to have that kind of game after that loss is it's, it's pretty, encouraging you know and like i said uh when you're coming off not having being able to be with the team and practice with the team and actually play with the team i'm sure that there will be rust uh same can be said in the nba uh which i'm sure you could see in the first couple games there in the bubble uh as well as with the mlb in their first few games uh there will be some hiccups and some rust to shake off but uh it'll be interesting to see how uh seattle you know weathers the course of the season uh, having everybody healthy again for now. Knock on wood, I don't want to jinx anybody. Uh, pardon me. Uh, and just how that continues to go. And Washington, University of Washington Athletics News, a recruiter, uh, new recruitment news, four-star wide receiver Jeremy Bernard commits to the Huskies. Uh, and then the Pac-12 actually announced its football schedule Um its new revamped Pac-12 only football schedule. It reads the following: Stanford at home on September 26th versus the University of Arizona at home October 3rd versus University of California Berkeley away uh, October 10th at at home versus Oregon State October 24th at Oregon away uh, October 31st at home versus Colorado November 6th at Utah November 14th at home versus UCLA, November 21st versus the Washington state Cougars away, November 27th and away for the final game of the season against USC, December 5th. 
certainly interesting to see an all Pac-12 schedule come out. Oregon does have a bye week against us uh, going into our game, which, you know, people, there was a gripe about. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to come prepared. Oregon's been somebody who through the 21st, since 2000, pardon me, has uh, kind of given this team this school trouble. Um, and, you know, it's it's a game that I've kind of been looking forward to since the loss last year at home. Um, you know, at the end of the day, just kind of kind of come home and come to battle and take business. Uh, potential opt-out news uh, from Pac-12 players. There's a group of Pac-12 players from several teams that released uh, uh, these several players posted a letter with the threat of a potential opt-out if the demands were not met. These demands are as stated. Um, to ensure future generations of called athletes will be treated fairly, the team, the letter uh, often uses the hashtag we are united because NCAA sports exploits college athletes physically, economically, and academically, and also disproportionately harms black college athletes. In rejecting the NCAA's claim that hashtag black types matter while also systematically exploiting, while, pardon me, while also systematically exploiting black lives, black athletes nationwide. Because we are being asked to play college sports in a pandemic, in a system without enforced health and safety standards, and without transparency about COVID cases on our teams, the risks to ourselves, our families, and our communities. Because we must have adequate COVID testing to help protect our health, because we are prohibited from securing representation while being asked to sign documents that may serve as liability waivers, because we should not be stuck with sports-related medical expenses, including COVID-19-related expenses, because any player who does not feel comfortable playing this season should be free to opt out without losing their scholarship or any eligibility. Second page, because immoral rules would punish us for receiving basic necessities or compensation for the use of our own name, image, and likeness. While many of us and our families are suffering economically, economically from the COVID-19 fallout, because we should be included in equ- equitability, sharing the revenue our talents generate, especially in a pandemic, because unjust rules, the 98% of college football and basketball players who won't go from go pro from capitalizing economically from what would otherwise be the most valuable years of our lives, including many black players from low-income homes. Because eliminating lavish salaries and facility expenditures to preserve all sports must be prioritized. Because the NCAA has failed us and we are prepared to ensure that our conference treats us fairly whether or not it continues its NCAA membership, informing alliances with college athletes from other conferences to to unite with us for change, and our commitment to secure fair treatment for college athletes due to COVID-19 and other serious concerns, we will opt out of Pac-12 fall camp and game participation unless our de- demands are guaranteed in writing by our conference to protect and benefit both scholarship athletes and walk-on. Hashtag we are united. Uh, and I actually recently read a few minutes, a few hours before I started recording here that uh, multiple wa- Washington State University Cougar players who shared the We Are United graphics, what I just read to you, uh, have been released from the team. Uh, John Woods, the father of Washington State receiver Cassidy Woods, uh, says that Cassidy was told to clean out his locker tomorrow. Woods is technically still on scholarship, scholarship but was released from the team yesterday. Uh, if you're talking to me about it, and this is just my viewpoint, I think that's a little messed up. 
to, you know, essentially these guys are performing unpaid labor, uh, you know, unpaid entertainers, guys who go out and make these schools billions of dollars, makes the NCAA billions of dollars, makes these conferences billions of dollars, and they're, they're not paid. You know, you can go and say that they're getting their scholarship. Well, that's great. That's great and all. But, you know, in in relation to the money that these guys are making the schools, I don't think I don't think it lines up. I really don't. Um, it's 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 just a little messed up. Uh, it was confirmed by the athletics director that Cassidy Woods was uh, dropped from the team. That's I mean, if it's if you know, if you sat at your work and you were getting treated unfairly and you stood up and, you know, asked for equal rights or a little bit of, it's it's safer working, safe working conditions in general. I am very sure if you got fired for that, that you would be upset. Uh, Brock Heward tweeted out that wonder, he tweeted out, quote unquote, wonder if these P12 football players listen to their student athlete peers on campus. The ones who sacrifice even more than they do and are often more talented athletes who are already in some cases watching their programs cut one mouth, two ears. Uh, you know, I know he's a, a Husky, uh, but I, I really don't think that's a good take whatsoever. I mean, you're, you're asking these guys who make these schools, you know, exponential amounts of money to go and play in a pandemic where, you know, there aren't guidelines right now that I've seen. There's not a clear plan right now. And like I like they said in this letter, they're getting, they're getting used, you know, so they, they aren't able to profit off their likeness when the school does, and they aren't being given, you know, a treatment that they should be given. And I think it's unfair. I think that's, uh, they're being, they're being used as pawns essentially. Uh, so I, 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 I would agree with the players on this. Um, Washington Huskies cornerback Elijah Molden uh, agreed with most of the letter, but also stated that some demands were unrealistic during this time. I understand that point of view, and I'm not going to dispute it. Uh, I just do think, like him, that most of these demands should be met by the NCAA and or the Pac-12. And if the Pac-12 were to meet these standards, these demands and the NCAA were to somehow cut membership with them, I feel like there almost should be a lawsuit of some sort or some sort of trouble involved just because, I mean, like I said, it's safe working conditions. That's like, that's the, that's the bottom line, you know? So at least get that taken care of, you know, the likeness thing it, it that I've already stated my piece on that. You know, that would, it is, it's interesting because this, this could be a real game changer for the NCAA. This could have really big implications, could make a really big splash. Um, and it's, it's, I think now is the right time to go and, you know, take this stand. So, uh, that's that, that's all the news I have for you today. Um, you know, just to recap, uh, on the giveaway, nine winners, uh, just repost um, one of the uh, repost the post that I make from the account on Instagram, retweet the tweet I uh, put out on Twitter, or share the post that I share 
on the Facebook page. Or even if you want to share the Spotify link, that would work too. Um, make sure that you have me tagged, obviously, so that I can see it. Pardon me. I should have said that. Um, as well as following at least the Instagram, the Twitter, at least two of the Instagram, the Twitter, the Spotify account, the Spotify, uh, the podcast on Spotify or whatever you listen on and the Facebook and or the Facebook page. And there will be nine winners and they'll be announced on uh, Monday. And if there's not enough uh, people, the remaining items, I will just uh, do again and that'll be it. So thank you guys for listening. There's uh, obviously kind of now a mix of both scores to keep track of during this and uh, news for the teams and leagues that aren't currently in season. But uh, I'm excited. I have some things planned that I don't want to reveal. Normally I'm bad at keeping surprises, but I want to do that here. So I've got some things coming uh, towards the end of the month, perhaps next month, early next month, and uh, excited to keep it coming. Uh, I do plan on keeping it, uh, the release dates of these on Monday at 5 o'clock. If there's a better idea, a better time that you think would work, please let me know. Maybe Saturday at 5, I'm thinking about. But just because I started uh, last one on Monday, I'm going to put this one on Monday just so it's like a, re- a weekly recap. Uh, and yeah, thank you all for coming. If you're at the end of this point, if you're at the end of the podcast here and you're still here, I really do appreciate it. I do see that a lot of people kind of start these and don't end it. So, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, everybody's got their own thing, but I do appreciate every single one of you. Uh, I want to shout, thank my parents uh, just for putting me in the position that I am in, in life in general uh, and both of their help and so much uh, and their support. Uh, yeah. Thank you, mom and dad. Uh, have a good night uh, or a good morning or a good day. And I will be back on Monday. Thank you all.